Hey, and welcome to Kitty Talks, the podcast that shows you how to follow your passion and purpose. My name is Kitty Waters. I'm a serial entrepreneur and co-founder of ATL Europe Group, also the creator of Kitty Talks. Our mission is to inspire a generation of changemakers to follow their passion and purpose and make a difference on the planet. All our interviewees have been carefully selected and you will hear amazing inspirational stories of people who have listened to their little voice and followed their purpose. They will reveal bite-sized tips and success secrets that can help you to fulfill your passion and purpose on the planet. Be sure to head over to kittytalks.com and sign up for our exclusive club where you can hear behind-the-scenes footage. These interviews will inspire you to take action. Please like and share so others can have the courage to follow their passion and purpose too. Good morning and welcome to Kitty Talks. We share inspirational life stories that inspire you to create yours. And today I have with me a beautiful woman, Alexi Panos. Welcome, Alexi. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. Oh, well, we are very happy to have you. Uh, Lexi is a leader in the emergent wisdom movement. She's on a mission to make personal development mainstream. And I am with you on that mission. Absolutely, Alexi. It's changed my life and I know it's changed yours. And we're going to hear more about your journey. But um, Alexi has an incredibly successful YouTube channel, um, over 16,000 subscribers. She's the author of two books, The 50 Ways to Yay and Now or Never by Simon & Schuster. Um, and I'm very excited to have you on Kitty Talks today, Alexi. Thank you so much for coming and sharing your journey. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. Honestly, like, making personal development mainstream, I don't care how it gets out there. I don't care how people hear about it. Everybody needs to hear about the ways to access their greatest power. And I know you know how important this is, and it seems so simple. But the simplest things can truly change your life. So I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, thank you so much. Well, you know, Kitty Talks is all about inspiring a generation of change makers to follow their passion and purpose. And you, my young lady, are rocking it and you're totally doing that. So we would love you to share some secrets. So tell us a little bit more about what you're doing in the world at the moment. Yeah, at the moment, I'm, I'm just really focused on how I can serve people to my greatest capacity, using my gifts, using my talents, using my background in entertainment and fashion and design and you know, television and hosting and production and pulling all those elements together with my passion for psychology and esoteric wisdom and ancient philosophy and somatic work and neuroscience and blending all of those worlds and interests and saying, okay, people want to be entertained. People also aren't feeling that great about their lives at this time, yet we have everything we could possibly ever need. So something's got to be off, right? So how do we bring the body and the spirit back into harmony with the life that we truly want to live? And for me, I have found ways that have worked for me. And I'm all about finding creative ways to explore and share those ways that I've found with other people. So I'm producing content online. I'm producing, you know, really interesting short films and short video projects that are expanding conversations around women and women's issues, um, doing nonprofit work in Africa for the last decade plus. Um, also I've got a community online called soul school, which is, and I love that name. It's the school I wish existed. Totally amazing name. Yeah. When I was a teenager, all I wanted to do was dive into the human being and the spirit and what that meant. And 
I created this school that I always wanted and we dive into different topics every month. And then my husband and I, we, we write books together. We speak all over the world. We lead workshops in our bridge experience, which is based on our bridge method. And that's kind of bridging science, spirituality, somatic work, mind, body, spirit. And it's just been phenomenal. It's, it's been an explosive year. Yes. Uh, add to that, I got married. Add to that, my husband and I are talking about adding a family to this whole dynamic. So it's just, it's been magical. It's been really good. Well, you can tell just by hearing you and looking at you that you're totally living in alignment with your soul, which is, you know, just so wonderful. But I'd love for you to kind of share your journey because um, a lot of the people listening, we have a lot of entrepreneurs, kind of people, females, men, women, you know, they're looking to tune into their passion and purpose. And by interviewing people such as yourself, you know, they want to get an insight into how they too can create these amazing lives and make a difference on the planet. So tell us a bit about your journey. Well, I I feel like I've lived 20 lives on this planet. (laughs) Um, It's been really cool because, you know, really tapping into my purpose and my passion has been a journey. It has been its own journey. It's unfolded in so many interesting and unique ways. And yet at the same time, it's always been right under my nose. You know, since I was a kid, I grew up with parents who are entrepreneurs. I grew up with grandparents who are entrepreneurs. Every single human being in my family is an entrepreneur. So I grew up seeing that if there isn't a way, make a way. If you have an idea, make it happen. And that was kind of my only outcome. You know, I didn't see the nine to five. I didn't see the grind in that way. And it just, it never appealed to me to to do what everybody else was doing. And I had that instilled and kind of programmed into my blueprint at a very young age. And then my mom was into personal development and spirituality. So my parents were split and we do these eight hour car trips back and forth to, you know, share custody. And I'd be listening to Tony Robbins and Marion Williamson and Wayne Dyer. And, you know, I was a kid, I was eight, nine, 10, 11 years old, but subconsciously it was getting programmed into my brain. And well done, mom. (laughs) (laughs) Totally into this stuff. And my dad is a super nerd. Like, he's brilliant. My dad's into philosophy and science. And, you know, so my dad was always like, question everything. If somebody tells you that this is the way, question it. So I'd always get in trouble with my teachers. And my dad's like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But what's really fascinating is, super long story short, that journey of personal development at an early age led me to Tony Robbins at 16 doing my first workshop led me through Landmark Education at 18, finishing up the curriculum in my 20s. So I had always been on the path of personal development. I loved it. I used it to catapult myself to success at a super early age, 12, 13, 14 years old. I was modeling in New York City, in Europe, in uh, Miami. And I was doing that kind of on the side of being a regular teenager and like going to school and getting good grades and playing sports. And and I kind of had this double life. And I was using personal development to build this massive success for myself, which eventually modeling turned into music. And I got into the music industry and I signed, you know, got signed to a major record label at 15. And that turned to another major record deal at 17 and traveled the world on tour with a huge artist at the time. I don't know if you remember Ja Rule. Oh, I know the name. Yeah. Yep. It was a rapper. So I was like, I was this white girl on the road. Which, oh, how did that happen? It was, it was very interesting. So 
that's a super, I, I answered a call for a dare to enter a singing contest. I, I did it. I took the dare. I ended up getting signed. That turned into me getting picked up by Murder, Inc., Cha Rule, which ended up, you know, 17 to 19 years old, living a very hedonistic lifestyle, traveling the world on tour with these, you know, world famous, number one on the Billboard charts. Wow. And I got to see behind the, the curtain. You know, I got to see behind Oz and I saw that fame and fortune while I got sucked into it for a little bit and was totally obsessed with it for a little bit. At the end of like 19, 20 years old, the end of being on the road for a couple of years, I recognized that it wasn't all it was cracked up to be. I was meeting all these famous people, all these wealthy people who were miserable and who were like prisoners of the life that they thought was going to be it. Right. Okay. And sure enough, our last and final stop on tour was in South Africa. And we had just played a show. We go to a nightclub. We spent all this money on champagne, signed the bill, put the receipt in my pocket. We're going to get back on the tour bus. I look to my left and there's the shanty town. And the shanty town is like, you know, the tin houses, yeah. plastic, and, and, you know, good people just trying to survive. And here we are just spending $3,000 on champagne so we could all get wasted so that, you know, girls can come home and do this, this, and that with a crew. And, and it just, it was, it was the, the polarity of the two worlds, the contrast mm-hmm. of the two worlds in that moment, like shot me back into the truth of who I was. It like, it like realigned me in that second. Yeah. And, and I literally, I was equally disgusted with myself in that moment. Like I felt like such a fraud. I felt like I had failed myself. I felt like I'd sold out. Mm-hmm. And I was also equally inspired to choose something else and choose something different. I remember that night after that tour, I literally journaled and was like, I don't want to be a taker. anymore. I want to contribute something with my life. I want to do something that matters. I want to tap back into that little girl who cared about animals and people and the planet. Where did she go? Yeah. And I literally came back to New York City, changed my entire life. That quick? Out of the music industry, like, like that. Like wow. I... And would you say you were in your ego at that point? Like, would you say that, like, you know, we all we all have an ego, you know, so. Oh, yeah. Well, I was, I was in my ego big time from 17 to 20. Like, it was just my ego was running the show. And quite honestly, what showed up in that moment was fear. Like, I, I felt the fear of losing myself in that moment to a life that felt completely out of control. And it scared me. It scared me. I said, this isn't my life. I don't want this. I never actually wanted this. I said yes to a dare and then took the ride, <laughs> you know? And, and it was great. It was perfect. It brought me everything I needed at that moment. But when I came back to New York, I decided that something had to give. And I got a bartending job to support my lifestyle and my apartment and um, ended up meeting my friend, Neil, and we decided to start a nonprofit organization. And we started this nonprofit Epic because we wanted to spread the word that everyday people could initiate change. And that's what Epic stands for. Uh Because for so long, we both thought that we had to be famous. We had to be rich. We had to be somebody in order to make an impact. And we actually really got that you just have to care. You just have to give a shit about people. And you just have to say, I'm committed to making a difference, no matter what the cost is, no matter what it takes. And Epic was the beginning. It was the beginning of this beautiful journey of really finding myself. And, 
you know, again, I took all those tools from personal development and Tony Robbins. I had it all up here and my ego knew how to use everything perfectly to succeed. So we built a really successful grassroots organization with Epic. I built, I went back into entertainment and television and modeling and built six figure business in that. And at the same time, I recognized that I was so emotionally cut off from life. Like I was kicking ass, but I wasn't feeling anything. (laughs) Yeah, I've been there. Yeah. And And it was just really fascinating because I I started seeing people so connected to life. And so like, I saw them feeling and I saw them emoting and I saw them really connecting to other people, to situations. And I felt so cold and I, I didn't truly understand why at the time. Um, cause I had built so many walls that it, it became my new normal at that point. Mm. And then, so I started really diving deep into journaling and just asking like, what's underneath all this. And all of a sudden this trauma came up from when I was 20 years old, where I was raped and sexually assaulted at gunpoint and at gunpoint, gunpoint. I mean, it was oh my God, so many different traumas around that particular trauma. This guy threw money at me afterwards like it was it was nasty and what's funny is after it happened I literally packed it away in my brain built up a gigantic wall around it didn't get any help around it or didn't tell anyone or I didn't tell anyone I was ashamed I felt guilt I felt dirty I felt disgusting I felt like it was my fault how could I let this happen how did I get myself to this position I I I mean there's so much around it that literally the moment after it happened, I I went home, changed, and I went straight to work to my job. Oh my god! And from that point on, it was like it never happened for six years. No, you can't. And that's and that's the thing. You know, you and I both know now. But for, for people listening, like if there is some type of trauma that you experience or an event that you go through, like we are energetic beings. You know, we have to let our emotions flow through us. If we bottle an experience like that up then you, you can only do it for so long before it comes back and it, you know, bites you basically. So, and that's it. And it came back with a vengeance and, and a beautiful vengeance. I want to, I want to really emphasize that when it came back, it came back as a teacher for me and it came back as medicine for my soul. And it really forced me to go into the depths of all of my shit from childhood, all of my stuff that I had been ignoring all of the ego bullshit I got into in the music industry, just everything, all the hatred I experienced, like the self-hatred, you know, and beating myself up about my body from the modeling industry, just everything. I was forced to face off with all of it. And in that process, I recognized there was a much deeper layer to personal development than what I had initially thought. You know, I'd found all these distinctions and tools and mind games and tricks that we can play on ourselves and reframes and linguistics and all the mental stuff. Yeah. But I had totally avoided the heart for so long because it it was scary. It was like you can get hurt. (laughs) You know? And diving into the heart and diving into the spirit, I recognize that there is so much healing available there. And my work that I'm in now started with me first working with other women who had dealt with sexual trauma. Okay. And it was really interesting. I just started sharing my story and realizing that most of my friends had had sexual trauma and nobody ever talked about it. And then I started recognizing that their friends 
had friends with sexual trauma. So we started bringing these little groups together and having conversations. And that's, that's how my work started. And then I recognized I was actually really good at being with people and coaching them and motivating them and inspiring them, which had always been there. I was always the leader in sports. I was always the kid, you know, in the neighborhood who put on shows and would kind of organize people. And, and you can do this, guys, we can do this. And again, that's why I say it's so funny. It was always under my nose. Mm. Yet I didn't truly see it until I truly faced off with myself. Mm. So if the journey brought me full circle. I kind of had to go all the way to this side, all the way to this side, so that I could find my way back to the middle and go, ah, here's who I am. Here's why I'm here. Here's mm. why I have this crazy background in music and entertainment and production, so that I can use all this stuff to share messages that actually matter with the world and stuff that actually moves the needle on change. And you can really see that now in your path, can't you? Like why certain bits of that had to happen to have, you know, for the next bit to happen. What a lot of people listening are on that journey. You know, you have now joined the the pieces of the puzzle, you know, you've kind of joined the dots. So what advice would you have for someone, you know, uh, you know, you you touched on it. I truly believe we are all have our own path. We all have our way of, you know, if we all took care of our own little bit, you know, the world would be a better, much better place. So what advice would you have for somebody out there struggling to know what, what is there here and how they can give back? Yeah, well, the first thing, it's a two-part thing for me. The first thing I always want to say is give yourself some grace. You know, I think there's so much pressure to find your purpose. Mm-hmm. And I believe we're all on purpose always. Like we're all already on purpose. You're already on your path, whether you know it or not, whether it seems like it or not. You're on your path and you're exactly where you're supposed to be. So give yourself a little grace. You're already there. Now, how it will unfold, when it will unfold, we don't know the details yet. But just be open to that and give yourself some grace. Second, I will say, follow your joy. Follow the thing that lights you up. Follow the thing that you are up late at night Googling on the internet. Follow the thing that you're spending all your money on. (laughs) Follow that thing. And go, okay, so here's what brings me joy. Awesome. What do I care about in the world? Okay, I care about this. Why do I care about that? Because of this. How do I want to serve this thing? Great. And how can I attach my joy to that? Mm. And when you can do those four things, okay, what's my joy? What do I care about? Why? How can I serve? Great. How can I attach my joy to this thing? Move and just try it on. Don't make it the thing for the rest of your life. Make it the thing for right now and just try it on. Mm-hmm. Take the pressure off because when you take the pressure off, you're in a state of play. You're in a state of joy. Yeah. And when you're in that vibration, as you know, when you're in that vibration and that frequency, everything elevates and you can actually see what's possible because you're vibrating at a higher frequency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned uh, journaling as well. Like that, is that something that you're is close to your heart? I, you know, honestly, I love journaling because, um, and I didn't recognize it. I've been doing it since I was young, but it's a way to tap into your subconscious. Yes. Like when you put pen to paper and you just allow yourself to flow without judgment, without control, something else comes through. And I know we've all kind of had that experience, whether we're writing or we're in the shower, where all of a sudden you access something and you're like, whoa, that's not me. I'm not sure what that is, but I just got a really great idea or Oh, I just wrote this thing and it's like poetic. And I didn't even know I was poetic. <laughs> and it's, it's literally like the higher mind coming through. And so journaling, if, if 
people go, well, I don't really know how to journal. I don't really know what to do. I would say, start with a question. If it's about your purpose, if it's about your joy, and you're like, I don't even know what my joy is, just say, what brings me joy? Write that question at the top and then allow yourself to write for 10 minutes, set a timer, and just give yourself permission to flow. It's, it's, you know, it's whatever, no expectation, no attachment to what comes out. And then you can read it back and go, interesting. And those are little puzzle pieces that you can go, oh, okay, yeah, I do remember that. I can piece that together with this. And just become curious about your life and become a scientist of you. And you'll start to see that it's always been right underneath your nose, but we've often been looking out here for the answer, but it's, it's always in here. It's always, always, always in here. So yeah, journaling is a great practice for that. Mm, fabulous. And you also mentioned like living in flow. Like if yeah. you were to look at the two ways that you were living your life, like in your in your 20s, in the kind of more ego-driven ways, and now how you live your life, like you were describing, we, we chatted before you came on and you were saying you were impressed and like traveling around the world and just kind of, you don't really know where, and you know, you've got a vague plan, but you're in the flow. Um, yeah. yeah. Describe to yeah. me how people do that, how you do that. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's um, gosh, you know, it's still a practice I'm working on, to yeah. be honest, because it truly is the difference between stillness and, and being willing to listen and surrender to what's here and, and playing with what's here. Like, okay, here's the pieces called my life right now. What do I want to build with this? What do I want to do with this? How do I feel about this? What do I choose to experience? How do I choose to show up in this moment? And that's flow to me. Being with what's here and saying, ooh, okay, how do I want to dance with this? What, do I, what art do I want to make with all these pieces? And then there's force, you know, flow and force. And force is all ego all day. Force wants to make it happen. Force wants to control it. Force wants to know when it's going to happen. Force wants to know what the outcome is. Force needs to make sure that ego looks good and you're going to make money and you're not going to fail and you're not going to feel stupid. And force is exhausting. And I have created from force so many times (laughs) that, Take it from me. Yeah. It works to a certain extent, but the working is short lived. It's not that like deep experience of creative flow. Creative flow just feels like it feels effortless. It feels beautiful. It feels energizing and life giving. And force feels exhausting and like a struggle and an uphill battle and you're constantly in scarcity and you're always wondering when the the penny is going to drop. Flow is abundance and and freedom and lightness and joy and play. It's, It's really so different. And the choice is up to us. And for me, my work has been constantly checking in. Am I creating from flow or force? Mm. Is a scarcity or abundance? Mm. Is this a willingness to play and be curious and see what, what life has for me? Or is this control? And just keep checking in. What's my intention here? How mm. am I showing up right now? Am I creating out of a need because I don't feel like I'm enough? Or am I really truly creating out of service because mm. I feel like people need this? And that's that's the game changer for me. Yeah, absolutely. I would completely agree. Like intention is totally the the game changer. Like absolutely. Like you said, what intention am I to have with this and how am I intending to serve? And when you come from that place and that space, miracles are truly possible. Oh, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. So tell us a bit more about you. Well, where are you going next and what are you guys doing? Oh, well, we're currently in Australia and. Um, 
we love Australia. Uh, we, my husband and I come out here once a year for about a three month tour. We do our workshops, the bridge experience out here. And it's really amazing because Australia is this incredible market of people who have kind of just found personal development within the last decade or two. And because it's so fresh, there's such a willingness for people to truly take themselves on. And, you know, personal development's been around in the States for quite a while. So there's a lot of people who are really kind of hardened by it. They've been misled in the industry. There's a lot of snake oil salespeople going on out there. Um, And there's a lot of resistance as well to the work. because Oh, I've done that. I've tried that. I know it all. I've read that book. And Australia has this amazing, like, just energy around like, what is this? I'm hungry for it. I want more. Yes, 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 yes. Um, so we love coming out here. And what's next on our plate is, is completing our, our tour with massive success and service and attention and presence. And we'll be back in the States in a couple of weeks. And then we're putting our stuff in storage, minimalizing as much as possible, like cutting the fat. <gasps> I am so excited for that, by the way, just to just, pare down and simplify. And then we're going to become digital nomads for the next year, possibly, until we have a baby. Just working around the the globe with your laptop. Yeah. Well, you know, as long as there's a good internet connection and and an ocean nearby, we're pretty drawn to it. I see your pictures. Oh, my goodness. Like, those of you listening, look, check out Alexi's Instagram. It's just fantastic. Like, let alone the videos with really powerful messages. You know, I always see you guys, like, globetrotting, just creating and manifesting this amazing life in service. In service. Yeah. And you know what's interesting? Travel, travel has always been a very intentional part of my platform and my husband's platform. Because we want to show people that there's a bigger world outside of the world that you currently live in. And travel for myself and for Preston has been such an eye-opener and has been such a a humbling mechanism in our lives to constantly remind us of presence and community and opening up our minds and challenging our viewpoints and our beliefs and our culture. It's just such an incredible way to grow and to learn. So travel is, is a very intentional part of what we do because we believe that travel is a teacher and why not show people the possibility of travel and show them the beauty of the world and of the people of the world as a teacher, as well as the lessons and all of the work, you know, it can be fun too. It can really be I think traveling is the most incredible reset, you know, especially when, you know, we're so lucky we live in the Western world. We take like heating, lighting, the internet for granted, and then you travel and you, you know, you really see how others live, you know, and like we are incredibly lucky to be born in the Western world and we take that for granted. We do. And I love that you brought that up because it's a gift. If you are born in a place where you've got clean water and electricity and all your basic needs met, you, in fact, have the greatest gift. You have life. You don't have to worry about your survival. And because you have that sort of ease, Mm -hmm. you have a responsibility with that. And that's my belief. You know, I truly believe that we have a responsibility, those of us who are born into a really amazing situation, we have a responsibility to do something with ourselves, to do something with our lives. And it doesn't have to be that you start a nonprofit and you drill wells in Africa. It could be that you go to your own community of people 
who don't have access to basic needs, who don't have access to education, who don't have access to whatever knowledge you have access to, and you share your gifts. Mm. Share your gifts. Mm. Absolutely. That's totally what I wanted to show with Kitty Talks, Alexi, was by interviewing people like yourself who are following the passion and purpose and making a difference on the planet, but actually showing people that you're just a normal person. <laughs> you know, you're just a regular person, but you have decided to look at life a different way and create life in a different way. And everybody has that capability. You know, they just need yeah. to they just need to tune in to what it is their soul is wanting and calling for them for them from them. Yeah. And it takes, it takes a lot, you know, it takes a lot of courage and, you know, it takes a lot of work. You know, I think in today's internet world, we see a lot of like the fast lifestyle on on the internet where it's like, you can make a million dollars by doing this thing. You can just become an online marketer by doing this thing. Mm. And yes, but if, if you really want depth, if you really want to create something of meaning, like a legacy and something that truly matters in the world, go for the depth. Go for this, you know, go deep. And then the width will come, you know, the, the net will widen the deeper you go. And I think that takes work. And, and I think a lot of people see my lifestyle, my husband's lifestyle and say, wow, you know, it must be so easy. And we're, we're attempting to show them as much of the behind the scenes as possible. So yeah. they get that while we do spend the morning at the beach, we then spend 14 hours on our laptops or shooting videos or responding to emails and doing interviews that people don't always see this stuff. But, mm-hmm. you know, there's a work that comes with something magnificent. And anything magnificent takes that work. And I think in today's world, we're so used to kind of this instant gratification. We want things fast and easy and free and, and as big as possible. But we forget that the work, who we become in the work process is that's the result. That's that's the only thing that we should ever be after is who we become in the process of the goal that we're after. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, that's truly mastery is is seeing what you're capable of when you stretch this thing called human being out and go, all right, let's play this game. Let's see what mm-hmm. I got. Right? Well, it's embracing, isn't it? The fact that this is a lifelong commitment. You know, I think the sooner people see, start to understand that we are on a lifelong journey of developing ourselves you know, like literally embracing the personal development. Like, you know, the, the onion analogy is very true. Like you go through one layer and there's something else you're going to have to work on. But if you're committed to becoming the best, highest version of yourself and also having a legacy and the impact, a positive impact on the planet, then you just have to commit to it and do it on a daily basis. Yeah. And I love that you brought the onion in because the onion is such a great metaphor as well, because the more layers you peel back, the more tears come as well. (laughs) And it's so funny. Preston and I were talking about this today. Preston's my husband. We were talking about how, you know, people see people in the personal development space and they're like, you guys must never fight. You must have it all (laughs) figured out. And we just laugh because we're like, well, no, because we're still human and our stuff comes up. And the, the more you peel back the layer, the more you actually realize there's still some wounds from your childhood that are coming up. There's some new stuff that's coming up. Yeah. Because you have such an expanded awareness for myself and Preston, we see things so much easier now, you know, and, and there's nowhere to run, especially when you're in a conscious partnership. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, hi, you're not going to let me just ignore you and let <laughs> you take over. 
oh, so I actually have to be with this responsibly? Okay, great. <laughs> yep, I have to own my shit, basically. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So that's a part of the work as well, is, is being responsible in how you show up to life. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I think um, the more we do that, you know, the more we do expand and we grow. And like like you said, you know, I've had a similar journey around feeling my emotions. I was so disconnected to my heart that I was literally kind of watching things happen but had no kind of emotional feel to it. So, um, yeah, I think the more of this work that we do, the more that we can manifest and actually we clear our energetic field and it gives us a larger energetic body to manifest and create with, therefore having a bigger impact. So... That's it. And I think a lot of people are afraid of the emotional stuff. I know I was for yeah. a really long time. And that fear masked itself as like, and we talked about this before, like, oh, emotions are weak. Like, I don't need that. I'm yeah. I'm good. I'm past it. I'm over it. You know, all those stories. But at the base of everything, we're human beings. And, yeah. and yes, we feel. And that is a very real thing for us. And whether we want to pretend like it's there or not, it's there. So we either get to honor it and, and be with what's here and face off of it, or it's going to show up and rear its ugly head 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now. And one day we're going to wake up and go, I don't know why I'm so apathetic towards life. I don't understand why I don't feel anything. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm depressed, why I'm overweight, why I'm miserable. Well, it's because we haven't faced off with life. We've yeah. been avoiding it. We've been yeah. numbing ourselves to it for so long. So the emotional side, as scary as I know it is for a lot of people, trust me, I get it. I was there. <laughs> the emotional side of life is truly where we can access the pain, but also the joy. You yeah. know, it's like if you cut yourself off from your emotions, you cut yourself off from your joy and the potentiality of how big that joy can truly get, how big your love can truly get, how big your heart can experience the world and beauty and all of it, the magic. It's like you cut yourself off from all of that. And, and that is the gift of life is to feel that, to experience that. Yeah, I'm totally with you. And like we were chatting before, weren't we? And we are both talking about babies and potential little, little souls awaiting to come to earth. And I have to be totally honest. Yeah, I have to be totally honest. Like there's part of me that is so excited, but also so petrified because it's that like <laughs> total loss of control. Like it's going to be baptism of fire. <laughs> Yeah. And you know, I was talking about this today um, in soul school. I was talking about how like, I've got these two identities at play. I've got these two egos at play right now. I've got the ego of like the entrepreneur, the kick-ass powerhouse, driven, motivated, ambitious, can't be stopped, build whatever I want, create whatever I want. And I know I'll be a success. Like that is so my identity in business. Like bring it on, right? No holds barred, no fear. And motherhood. <laughs> the unknown. <laughs> the unknown. And and here I am, you know, trying to plan for the completely unplannable, right? I'm getting asked to speak at events in October and November. And I'm like, well, I don't know. Am I gonna be pregnant? Can I fly at that time? And the, the control freak in me, the boss who wants to like win and control everything, is going, well, well, wait wait, you mean I have to give up my schedule and I have to give up planning for these big events in the future that are everything I would have asked for last year? You mean, and, and it's, it's literally, I have to shift my understanding of who I get to be in the context of mom and entrepreneur. 
Like I get to combine the two and just create a new identity for myself around the two of those. Mm-hmm. And it's going to take work and it's going to be massively uncomfortable. I'm already feeling the discomfort around it. <laughs> well, you and I can share notes and tips and be on the phone yeah. with each other. Oh my God. <laughs> so here's what I'm learning. Great. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm serious about that because I think there's a real piece and I've been looking for it at the moment around um that's the secrets, like, you know, I, I think maybe we can write a book or do something around sharing with other women how you can be, you know, how you can have have the family, have the, the um, amazing lifestyle and career and still give back. You know, there's got to be more info out there. I think we need to, if it's not there, we should create it. <laughs> I think so. And you know what it's like? It's got to be like a business, like you and I are businessmen, right? Like we love our babies. We love our business. We love the creation process. We love the work that goes into it. And we're committed to that no matter what. Like, no matter what. It's, we're going to have hard days. Okay, yeah, we're not going to quit. You know, it's like, when you're committed to your baby, your business, you'll make a way out of no way. You know, late nights, whatever it takes. I know I've done it. I'm sure you've done it a thousand times. And when it comes to a baby, it's I, I'm guessing it's kind of the same thing. Like, make a way out of no way. Figure it out. There's no way out. Yes, it's going to be scary you're going to keep moving through it. And then we just have to combine that like superhero, no matter what commitment, put it into mommyhood and go, okay, Mm. totally do this. Well, I think your motivation is like tenfold, isn't it really? Because like you said, you have to, you just have to find a way. Human beings can always find a way. You know, that's the wonderful thing about us. We'll always find a way like, so exciting times. (laughs) It is. It is. It's awesome. I love it. Mm, absolutely wonderful oh Alexi thank you so much you've shared some wonderful wonderful tips and wisdom uh this afternoon was this afternoon now um but yeah I really appreciate you joining us and for those of you who want to know more about Alexi we're going to have all her information in the show notes so please like please share this video if you feel called to if you've learned something and let us know how you've been inspired uh, but Alexi, thank you again, and uh, oh, my pleasure. Look forward to your trip to well, to you guys coming to Europe. Yeah, yeah, I will definitely reach out because I cannot wait. So excited! Absolutely. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Kitty Talks. Be sure to head over to our kittytalks.com website become a member of our exclusive club and you'll get free interviews and access to our private Facebook group. Exclusive webinars and secret success interviews. See you there.